You're listening to episode number 90 of the Tailwind Coaching Podcast. Welcome to the Tailwind Coaching Podcast. The only podcast on the internet that makes real science real simple. From Joes to pros, we've got the tools to make your cycling goals a reality. And now here's your host, Coach Rob Manning. All right, welcome back to episode number 90 of the Tailwind Coaching Podcast, the only podcast on the internet that makes real science real simple. I'm your host, Coach Rob, and I've got a great show for you today, where we're going to talk about Motivation Monday, fun and fitness in the fall. But first, I've got a couple announcements to make, and of course, as usual, the Tailwind Coaching website, the blog, the online training plan store, and my episode show notes receptacle are all available at tailwind-coaching.com. If you want to receive announcements, new post alerts, coupon codes, training tips, all that kind of good stuff, head on over to tailwind-coaching.com slash sign up to sign up for the Tailwind Coaching newsletter. And don't forget to head on over to iTunes and rate the podcast five stars. There is a link in the episode show notes for this particular episode, which can be found at tailwind-coaching.com slash 90. Those five-star ratings help me move up those podcast rankings, up the suggestions, and the more people that get to listen to it, the more people get to enjoy riding their bike a little bit more. And that is what this podcast is all about. It's a free service that I love to get some feedback on, I love to do so that I can watch people enjoy riding their bike again. Can't tell you how many people who have told me, you know, I'm listening to this and I'm, I'm seeing these changes and I'm making these changes and I feel so much better and it's so much more fun to ride and... And that's really what it's all about. That's an awesome thing to hear. So go ahead, give it that five-star rating if you enjoy it. And if you want to get a hold of me, you can email me at coachrobdc at gmail.com, coachrobdc at tailwind-coaching.com, or you can follow me on any of my social media platforms, Instagram and Twitter at coachrobdc. And of course, if you want to find me on other things like Strava, you can head over to the website, upper left corner, you can click on some of the information up there to find me. And of course, finally, if you want to give something back to the podcast, you want to help out a little bit, go ahead and consider doing your Amazon shopping through one of my affiliate links. You can find those tailwind-coaching.com slash resources. And of course, that will help to contribute to podcasting, bandwidth, hosting, that kind of stuff. doesn't cost you anything and it does help to support the show a little bit. And if you need a training plan for this coming winter season, you can always take 10% off of any of my training programs by using the podcast 10 discount code at checkout. All right. That being said, let's get on with today's show, the meat and potatoes of Monday Motivation. It's a little bit interesting that I've never done a Monday Motivation podcast. I, <clears throat> I typically keep my podcasts as, you know, really training-centric, really fitness-centric, uh, giving tools for how to build fitness, how to improve your efficiency, how to improve your aerobic capacity, your threshold power, your VO2 max capacity, what have you. But... This podcast is a little bit different. Um, most of you know who have listened to my podcast and who have followed me on the Tailwind Coaching website. This year has been a, a, a difficult year. It's been a really mentally taxing year. It's been a physically taxing year. Here in the Northeast, we've had just one of the worst summers I can remember in so long. I mean, it's it's been so hot, so humid. Um, so oppressive that 
so wet, really. We've had tons and tons and tons of rain. In fact, as as I'm looking out the the door into my backyard right now, it's it's pouring rain now. Hopefully, it'll stop enough for me to get out and get a gravel ride in this afternoon. But no promises. You know, this this season has been brutal. You know, the Northeast came out of a deep freeze of a winter. We had very little spring. It was very cold. It was very rainy. We moved right into hot, humid, and rainy summer, and and now fall is here, and the leaves are starting to drop already. It's it's just past Labor Day here. The leaves are already starting to hit the ground, and 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 I'm looking at my total mileages and my goals for the year, and I'm going, God damn, I haven't I haven't hardly hit much of this. So. How do you turn it around in the fall? Because autumn is really quickly getting here and and the temperatures are going to be dropping pretty soon and we're going to find ourselves stuck on the trainer again. So how do you get motivation back for the fall? How do you boost your fitness for the fall? How do you manage those late season goals after you've spent an entire winter and spring and summer doing intervals, doing specific work to try and build fitness and, and suddenly... The end of the season's here, and you're not sure what to do. We're going to talk about that today. I just need a sip of coffee here to get myself started. It's one of the few times that I'm actually recording in the morning, and it, while it's refreshing in one way, it's it's a little bit difficult to get the brain working this early. But let's talk about different ways to build fitness in the fall, stay motivated doing it, and have a little bit of fun in the process. <clears throat> If any of you have been following me on Strava, you'll know that one of the things that I've done recently is I have made a return to mountain biking. Now, way, way, way back when, when I first got into cycling in any serious capacity, it was mountain biking. I remember my, my first real serious bike was a Trek 4500 disc. I mean, that was my first, quote, serious bike. And I had a blast on that thing. I I have very fond memories of those early days of serious, seriously getting into riding and you know loving, 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 loving riding a bike and hitting the trails and just hopping over logs and bouncing over rocks and falling and getting dirty and things like that. It's nice to get back to that. It's truly, truly nice to get back to that. And that's one of the things that can really jumpstart your motivation to go out and ride a bike, is to switch up the mode of riding that you're doing. So if you're primarily a mountain bike rider, consider doing some longer road riding. If you're primarily a road rider like I am, you know, and spent years doing crit racing and track racing and and road racing and you know, short track racing, whatever have you, get back on that mountain bike. There's nothing that says that you have to pigeonhole yourself into one mode of cycling. If you have a mountain bike, why not get onto it? All right. It can be really, really fun to jump off the road and get on those fat tires that, you know, slinging mud around can be a blast. Not to mention the fact that mountain biking can be a great complement to your road fitness. So, If you have some late season road race or road based goal, I know coming up here soon in in the Northeast, you got Grand Fonda, New Jersey, you have some things like Unpaved PA are coming up, 
which I can talk about a little bit longer here in a few more minutes. There's plenty of road-based events in the fall. In fact, the fall is a beautiful time to ride, so there are a lot of events in the fall. I mean, the Bicycling Fall Challenge, which I know a lot of you are familiar with, I know a lot of you have actually done the Fall Challenge, is a beautiful ride, but it's not an easy ride by any matter of means. So how do you stay motivated for that? Well, jump on the mountain bike. Not only is it fun, not only is it different, it's a different mode of training, it's a different mode of riding, but it's a great complement to your road cycling fitness. You see, mountain bikes and mountain bike rides are very, very different from road rides. But road rides are very steady state for the most part. You don't have a lot of power jumps unless you're in a criterium or you're racing or you're with a group or something like that. But for the most part, your road rides are fairly steady state. In this case, mountain biking, mountain biking in particular in the Northeast, tends to be very stochastic. And by that, I mean that there's lots of surges followed by lots of rest. Big hard surge, a lot of rest, easy pedaling. Trail conditions really dictate this kind of riding. So if you're going somewhere where there's a ton of up and down, short power climbs, longer descents, things like that, you're going to get a very, very different workout than if you were to go out and ride for two hours outside on the road. Make sense? Just the terrain leads you to different kinds of training. Not to mention the fact that trail conditions compared to a road are very, very different. There's a very, very different demand placed on your physiology when you're riding on a trail versus when you're riding on a road. On a road, it's very, very uncommon to see significant quick changes in the muscular tension required to get up a climb or changes in trail or road conditions which necessitate or facilitate differences in muscular endurance, muscular tension, force application, VO2 max application, etc., etc. Mountain biking really, really does challenge your muscular strength, your muscular endurance, your repeatability in terms of VO2 max capacity and VO2 max repeatability. Those little short climbs will put you into zone 5, 6, and 7 like that instantaneously. In order to clear those, not only do you need that VO2 max capacity, that zone 6 anaerobic capacity, that zone 7 neuromuscular capacity, you have to be able to repeatedly apply high tension to the pedals. Because frequently, just getting over a little bit of climb is not the only thing you have to do. Sometimes you have to navigate rocks, roots, uh, mud, gravel, you name it, it could be there. And that requires the ability to continually push those pedals through whatever happens to roll underneath your wheels, right? Not to mention the fact that mountain bikes, by and large, are heavier than their road counterparts. Now, it might seem obvious, but if you take into account the fact that a typical road bike these days is somewhere in the neighborhood of 16, 17 pounds, and a typical reasonably priced mountain bike might be in the neighborhood of 26, 27, 28 pounds. That's a pretty big differential between two different kinds of bikes. Now, 
bear in mind the fact that a mountain bike, while it's also heavier, has significantly different geometry and different cockpit positioning, you're going to be using a lot more upper body, especially as you get into gnarlier terrain, and you're going to be using more core and lumbar stability, especially as you get into gnarlier terrain when you're using that mountain bike. So... Getting off-road, not only does it challenge your VO2 max capacity, your muscular endurance, your anaerobic capacity, your neuromuscular capacity, it doesn't only challenge your ability to apply force to the pedals, but it also challenges your upper body stability, endurance, and your core stability and endurance. So, really, mountain biking is about as close to a full-body workout as you can get. So that's why it's such a great tool to really jump off the road and onto the mountain bike, especially in the fall. Now, there's also a lot of mountain bike racing in the fall. There's plenty of races out there. So if you're curious, that's a good way to jump into a different scene and try something new. So who's going to benefit from a mountain bike-centered training program in the fall? Well, honestly... Anybody is going to do well with a mountain bike training or jumping off of the road onto the mountain bike for some training capacity. But those of you who are cyclocross racers, crit racers, gravel racers, short duration events or events events that require short duration, high intensity work followed by recovery, those are going to be the bread and butter for this kind of training. So if you're a crit racer, you're a gravel racer, you're a cyclocross racer, jump off the road, get onto the mountain bike, you're going to get a completely different and completely complementary workout as well. So that's why mountain biking and hitting the trails can be really great for your fall fitness. Along those same lines, jumping onto a gravel bike or gravel grinding, as it were, would be a great complement both to road riding and mountain bike training. Now, Fall is typically cyclocross season, and it's no coincidence that cyclocross and gravel events seem to have quite a bit in common. They seem to have a love of beer in common, they seem to have a love of heckling in common, and they seem to apply to hard men, quote, end quote. Hard women, too, I mean, you know what I mean. (laughs) But... Gravel grinding, cyclocross, whatever you want to call it, is such a great complement to your road fitness. It's a great way to get off the beaten path. It's a great way to challenge yourself with something new. Because a lot of companies, a lot of promoters hold gravel events in the fall. It's a perfect way to start thinking about building some fitness for next season as well. Now, why is gravel training different from mountain biking? Why is gravel riding different from road riding well it's pretty simple when it actually comes down to is the fact that gravel riding gravel racing gravel training is primarily damn near 100 percent based in your muscular endurance capacity your ability to push the pedals for any prolonged period of time road riding has cheats so to speak, built in. Smooth tarmac, smoother tires. It's much easier to spin a nice smooth gear on a road bike. Now take that road bike off-road and suddenly find yourself some unpaved terrain. 
you're going to find that the amount of tension in a comparable gear to the road. So if you're riding down the road in, say, a 5317 gear and you're spinning an 85 cadence, as soon as you roll off that pavement onto a gravel road, suddenly you're going to realize that that 85 cadence drops down to about 70 and you find a lot of tension going through those legs. That's the inherent contribution of gravel and lack of pavement on your physiology. So take home with this, and I've said it before in different podcasts, is that gravel grinder training or gravel racing or gravel training is all about your muscular endurance. It's all about your ability to put power down to the pedals and keep that power coming. Now, how does that differ from mountain biking? Mountain biking is very on and off. Big power, no power. Big power, no power. Gravel grinding, because it's typically similar to road riding, has that constant power requirement. However, it's just a whole lot harder. It's a magnitude of effort harder, right? Let's another sip of coffee here so I can keep rolling on this. Now, when it comes to training too, dirt roads tend to be built a little bit differently than their paved counterparts. Most dirt roads, at least here in the Northeast, most dirt roads are almost built stupidly, if, if I want to be really honest. They're, they're built <clears throat> with a lot less thought uh, in terms of their construction. So very frequently you'll have dirt roads that go up a climb that is basically straight up, 14-15% grade. Um, very often they will have really stupid hairpins and things like that built in there. But just their construction means that they also lend themselves really nicely to high pedal tension VO2 max type intervals. So if you're riding a gravel event, expect that there's going to be high VO2 max demands, high muscular endurance demands. So getting out and training those two on some gravel roads and some trails might not be the worst idea. And it's a hell of a lot different than being out on the road. It's also a good way to put your friggin' Garmin away and stop focusing on intervals. Now I'll get to that in just a few minutes here, but I want to make it a point that if you really are finding it difficult to get out there in the fall, one of the things that you can do, especially if you're gravel grinding or you're jumping on a mountain bike, is essentially to put the Garmin away, stop doing those structured intervals, and let the terrain dictate what your training is going to be for the day. Right, and I'll get to that in just another minute or two here. But so far we've talked about getting dirty, primarily all getting dirty. And getting dirty is great. I mean, I love gravel riding. I love mountain biking. You know, it's some of the most fun you can have on two wheels. In fact, I went so far as to buy a gravel bike just so that I can make sure that I get my fair share of gravel riding this fall. But if you want to stay on the road, if you're one of those folks who, you know what, you love your road bike, you're dedicated to your road bike, and you want to stick with it. Or, for example, you have maybe a Grand Fondo coming up, and it's all on the road. You want to stick to your road bike. That's fine. There's, there's plenty of options for sticking to the road bike. As I said before, the number one thing I'm going to tell you, put that damn Garmin away. If you've spent the entire spring and summer knocking out specific intervals and specific training, 
Stop it. There's no easier way to burn out your motivation than constantly having to stick to a program. Now, I know that that sounds a little bit counterintuitive to what I've preached in the past of always have a goal, always have a specific, you know, achievement or something that you need to do for each ride. I'm not saying don't do that. All right. Don't misunderstand me here. I'm not saying don't have a specific objective and specific goal for each ride in terms of building your fitness. What I'm telling you to do is stop being Chris Room. Stop staring at your damn stem. Stop looking at the Garmin. Stop being a slave to the lap button. All right. A few minutes ago, I mentioned letting the terrain dictate your training. Well, if you're on a road bike, this is a perfect time to let the terrain dictate your training. You don't need to be doing specific intervals at the end of a full season. Now, Maybe you're racing cyclocross and a few other late season things, and you haven't been training since January, February. Maybe your actual specific training started in May. And if that's the case, now's the perfect time to be doing those specific intervals. But for the rest of you who race a typical road season or you have a typical road season type calendar... You're going to start riding January, February, March, and you're going to be doing your intervals January, February, March, all the way through July and August for your A, B, and C level goals. Now's the time to put it away. Take a little time off. All right? Let terrain dictate what kind of intervals you do. If you're going out for a road ride and you're doing primarily rolling terrain, you have the perfect opportunity for over and under intervals. The perfect opportunity for lactate shuttling, right? As those as the road rolls up, you attack the road. As it rolls down the back, you roll over the back of the climb and you spin it out. The next time it goes up, you roll it again. You're using the terrain to create a series of intervals. You're not pinned to a 30-second time limit, a 40-second time limit, a two-minute time limit. However long it takes you to crest that little rolling climb is however long it takes you to crest that little rolling climb. I've talked about fartlek training in the past. This is basically a form of fartlek training, right? If the route that you're climbing or the route that you're performing that day happens to be climb heavy, it's a perfect opportunity to get some muscular endurance work. It's the perfect opportunity to get some force work built in. If the climbs are very undulating in terms of their gradients, i.e. they go from like an 8% to a 3% to an 8% to a 3%, or they're stair-stepped, if you want to call it that, you have the perfect opportunity to do some repeatability work, attack those high percentage gradients, and then recover during the lower percentage gradients, and continue that process. Allow the road to dictate what kind of fitness you're going to be building that day. If the road is flat, it's a sweet spot day. It's a threshold type day. It could be a pedal stroke type day, uh, working on high and high cadence work, you know, things like that. Whatever you do, put the Garmin away. If you have to keep it on your handlebars and you have to see something, put something innocuous up there. Don't put your power up there. Don't put your lap distance up there. Put your total distance or your total time on the screen. If you're going to do pedal stroke work, put your cadence on the screen. Keep it simple. 
All right. If you're dedicated to staying on the road, and of course, you don't have any events, you just want to ride, this is the perfect time to start getting a jump on your endurance training for the next season. This is where those kitchen sink rides can be so damn much fun, and they can build such great fitness at such little time cost. Well, I shouldn't say at little time cost, because every time I, every time I go out and do a, quote, kitchen sink ride, it ends up being an all-day ride. I have some of the most fond memories of riding in the fall in those incredibly long, taxing, meandering rides, right? Those longer rides could be 40, 50, 60 miles. And that's a, a ride that has a little bit of everything. There's some climbing, there's some rolling terrain, there's some descending, there's some flat terrain for some sweet spot work. It's basically the ultimate in fartlek training. Now, those of you with a Garmin 510, 520, 810, 820, whatever, what have you, something that has a map on it, plan out your route, go to ride with GPS, plan a route. doesn't even have to be a route you've ever done before. It could be just going and exploring. Load that route onto your Garmin, put the map screen up. It's the perfect way to distract yourself from anything else. Just follow the map, right? So staying on the road is one of the one of the keys to staying on the road, I should say, is simply to ignore the numbers. Now, ignore the numbers means ignore the numbers in that moment. I'm not saying don't take your Garmin inside and upload it to Golden Cheetah, upload it to Training Peaks, upload it to Strava, and look at your numbers. I'm saying in the moment, pick your head up off the stem and look around. See what's around you. See what you've missed because you've had your head buried in the pain cave for most of the spring and summer, right? I know it sounds counterintuitive to what I usually preach, but sometimes you just need a refresher. You need a little bit of break from the same old, same old. And now earlier, I talked about unpaved PA and gravel routes and cyclocross training and late season events. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. One of the most positive, one of the most specific ways to motivate yourself for anything is to have a deadline. Most people hate deadlines. They hate failing at things. So if you really need to motivate yourself to plant your ass on the saddle and get out there and do some riding, one of the best ways to do it is to register for a late season goal. And it doesn't have to be an amazing goal. It doesn't have to be an A-level. I'm going to go to this race and I'm going to take a podium spot. It could be something as simple as, I've never done the Bicycling Fall Classic. Maybe I should go do that. By the way, it is a great ride. It's a lot of fun. It's well supported. Um, the routes are beautiful. If you're thinking of doing it, I highly recommend it. It's a very fun day. But... I mentioned that I registered for unpaved PA. Those of you who have followed my Monday Motivation series, or my Motivation Monday series, will realize that I, I've been basically <laughs> doing gravel motivating stuff for the prime, you know, the most of the year here. Um, gravel has been the primary motivator for me all the way back from April when we were, you know, training for Monkey Knife Fight. Well, it just so happens that the producer, the promoter of Monkey Knife Fight, decided that they want to do something in the fall and, you know, the Susquehanna Valley. And 
Cue Unpaved PA. It's the first year of this thing. It's a, a, a epic gravel grinder, all of the things that Ted King has been doing up in Vermont. The people who are riding the big one are riding like 125 miles in basically cell service less spaces and state parks and things like that. And, and it, overall, it's just a really beautiful, amazing area to ride in. Even riding 50 miles at that point, considering it's been a pretty rough year for riding up here in the Northeast, that could be a decent challenge, especially in the middle of October when typically my season winds down. So just having the motivating factor of sitting there and looking at a calendar date that's been circled in red says, listen, I got to get out there and ride. I don't have to get out there and train. I just have to get out there and ride and enjoy it. So having a motivating factor, whether it's unpaved PA, whether it's the bicycling fall classic, whether it's cyclocross season, whether it's a mountain bike race. I know a lot of places do Halloween mountain bike races where people dress up and, you know, you have guys in chicken suits riding a mountain bike with a, with a helmet lamp, things like that. Just having things like that to motivate you to get out and ride are huge, huge, huge things. So Go on to Bike Reg. Look, see what's there. Is there something that even remotely piques your curiosity? If it does, what's the harm in giving it a try? Maybe it's something that's completely outside your wheelhouse, something that you've never done before, and now's the perfect time to consider it. Anything that gives you the reason to get in the saddle and the motivation to get out and jump on your bike and continue riding, continue training, and continue building fitness. Especially, especially if it's something outside your wheelhouse that you've never trained for before, never done before, is going to be a key to maintaining your motivation. It's going to be a key to having fun in this late season kind of weather, this late season kind of terrain. So get out there, look, see what you have. You might find something that, for all I know, could potentially change how you ride in the future. You never know. You absolutely never know. So, it's worth saying, variety is the spice of life. Variety is a great motivator for the fall. So, whatever you do, whatever motivating trick you use, whether you jump on the mountain bike, whether you register for a gravel event whether you're simply calling up a bunch of friends and saying, hey, let's go out and ride for four hours. Whatever the case may be, find something different in the fall. Look at what you've done for the past six months and do the complete opposite. All right. Thanks for joining me on Monday Motivation, part of the Tailwind Coaching Podcast here. Keep the shiny side up. Keep the rubber side down. Get out there. Grind some gravel. Hit some trails. Register for something different and challenge yourself a little bit. I think you'll be amazed by what you see. I'll be talking to you all again really, really soon.